Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 251, which we're recording on Thursday, August 12th, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And here we are, the day before Friday the 13th. Woo-hoo. I don't know if anyone out there is superstitious. <laughs> I graduated high school on a Friday the 13th, so it doesn't bother me at all. 13 has always been my lucky number. So oh, that's cool. I have no fears. Of course, now that I say that, I'd better knock on wood hard. Yeah, it's true. We're just in, we were saying that before we turned on the microphone. We're inviting trouble today. So let's get right into it. What are okay. you wearing, Charlene? I have been wearing my derecho top, which is a pattern by Allison Green. I wore this to work last week and realized how much, I realized again how much I really like this top. It is a short-sleeved, cap-sleeved top with a very basic, uncomplicated pattern around the yoke, kind of a, a pearl pattern, so many rows knit, and then one row of pearl, And then I think there's some yarn overs thrown in there on one or two rows in the pattern. And it was really easy, uncomplicated knitting. I enjoyed knitting it in fingering weight, even though the pattern was written for DK weight. And the version that I made, well, actually, I've made two versions of it. But the one that I was wearing at work is made in the Holstgarn Tides yarn which is a wool-silk combo yarn. It's a very light fingering, and it works really well for summer tops. The color that I used is called fuchsia, kind of a pinky, purpley tone, which is quite lovely. And I can't say enough good things about this, obviously, since I've made it twice. That is Derecho by Allison Green. What are you wearing, Gail? Well, I'm not wearing a hand knit at the moment, but I did go to visit my grandkids in Spokane last week, and I brought my Divi poncho, which is a design by Annie Baker Designs, and it is the perfect traveling garment because it's small. Well, it's a poncho. It's not small, but it folds up to be yes, very small. Yes, it does. So you can shove it in your bag, and it is multi-purpose. So... I just wrapped it around my neck instead of actually wearing it because I had headphones and stuff Mm -hmm. on and I didn't want it to get tangled and everything, but it could double as a pillow. It could, you know, you wear it over your head. Also, it has a cowl neck to it. Very versatile garment. And I knit mine in Verb for Keeping Warm's Reliquary 2, which is a merino silk lace weight in a beautiful pink. That yarn was purchased with money that all of the people of all of my family members of my generation were given a small amount of money when my grandparents died and I wanted to do something special with mine. So I bought a very special yarn. And every time I look at and wear my Divi poncho, I think of my grandparents. That's very cool. I love that. And yeah, it's a great pattern though. A lot of stockinette stitching. So it's very straightforward. I know you've knit at least one. Our friend Carol has knit several. Yeah. I really like that the pattern and the garment and like you were saying I'm thinking for travel even if you're strapped into your airline seat for example if you have your seatbelt on you could even throw it on as a blanket exactly it's very versatile it's a great piece so that was Divi by Annie Baker Designs 
what have you been stalking? I always do a little happy dance when I ask you that question. I don't know if people can hear that in my voice. What are you stalking? So the first thing that I've got this week is a pattern by Tiff Nealon, which I know you have knit several of her patterns, or maybe two of her patterns. I can't remember. Uh, Probably two. I know I've knit at least one or two hats. Hats, right. So this pattern is fairly new, actually very new. Now that I'm looking, it says August 5th. So very new, just this week. It is called the Artist's Garden Blanket Shawl. And it's called a blanket, even though it is a triangular shawl. And I think it probably could be very similar usage to the way that you were talking about wearing the divvy. You can wrap it around your shoulders, you can drape it, you can also use it as a blanket. This one though would be a little bit heavier because it is knit with two strands of fingering weight knit together and meant to either use up scraps from your stash or single skeins from your stash or perhaps minis. And it really looks like another fun, long-term type of project. I think creating a fade or mixing and matching those single skeins would be really fun. I was thinking about it that if I picked three single skeins from my stash, I could... I was thinking, I was trying to figure out the math to do this, but I could either half those skeins or maybe put them into thirds so that I had little mini balls and then mix and match for different parts of the shawl. Like create my own little fade, you know, by mixing those three skeins in different ways. So that would be fun. That is called the Artist Blank, no, Artist Garden Blanket Shawl by Tiff Nealon. And then the second thing I am stalking, well, actually, this is kind of a big group thing that I was stalking. And this one came around because a friend of mine was stalking a very oversized pullover sweater that is knit on larger needles, and it's a thicker mohair yarn. So I can't remember what size, but I want to say like maybe 13s, I don't think it was bigger, like 15, 17, but it could be. It Actually, it could have been. She was saying that they were very large needles. And then the yarn that it is knit with is somewhat like a mohair silk, but it was a thicker version of the mohair silk. I think one skein had 109 yards to... A 50 gram ball. So it's it's a thicker than the carry along type of mohair silk that you and I have been using recently. And so she showed this pattern to me and I really liked it. And I was looking it over again when I got home. And then I started reading some of the pattern comments, which were not necessarily favorable. So There weren't a lot of projects, so I know that you have to take that kind of thing with caution, Mm because you never know. If there's not a lot of projects, it could be that two people just didn't understand something, and so you, you have to be cautious, but I thought maybe 
from some of the comments, I kind of got the feeling that perhaps the pattern had not been tech edited, had not been test knit, both of which are, I think, are very important. You and I have talked about this before, if you're going to sell yeah. a pattern. So I took a couple of the keywords for that pattern. Now, if you're looking, if you're using Ravelry and you're still able to use Ravelry and you look at a Ravelry pattern page, the creator of the pattern page has the option to put some keywords in there. And the keywords are usually highlighted in the middle and they're things like top down or knit in pieces, knit flat, that kind of thing. So I took some of those keywords typed it into the advanced search, and I got back a plethora of sweaters that were also oversized. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was kind of cool to do it that way. And in my head, I had been thinking about cardigan, even though the pattern she had shown me was a pullover. I didn't quite remember it the same. So I typed in cardigan and got some different returns. And I found a pattern that is called the zipper jacket. Now this one, also fairly new, published back in May of this year. It's by a designer named Petite Knit. Now I have never knit any of her patterns and I wasn't sure about the the name and then looking at the sweater because in my head when I see the name petite or the word petite for clothing I always think it's going to be petite sizing which uh. are slightly well sizing that is for shorter people mm -hmm. right is that yeah petite sizes are usually so the hem the hems are different and the pants are cut for shorter heights that kind of thing yeah. i usually get petite sizes for my bottoms because i have shorter legs mm -hmm. yes yep. exactly so when i saw that name i was thinking oh this maybe isn't for me but then i kind of looked at her patterns and it didn't actually have anything to do with petite sizing so i'm i was completely wrong about that <laughs> And it looks like the sizes are, it looks like that is just her, her username for whatever reason. So the zipper jacket that I found is a very oversized tunic cardigan with a zipper closure in front. It's knit top down using an Aran yarn plus a mohair strand. And it is knit at 15 stitches to four inches. So a somewhat chunky size and the thing that really got my attention is that there is a whole lot of skill building used in this sweater it's very cool the pockets are described as being both afterthought and set in and then one knitter's project photos showed them knitting the pocket and it looked like they had knit the sweater first went back cut a strand and then knit an afterthought pocket from where they snipped it 
And I'm not sure if I am seeing that right. It could be that sometimes when you have an afterthought pocket, you knit onto scrap yarn or something so that you can pick up from there. So I could be incorrect about snipping it. But like I said, new skills. There's, it looks like there's lots of skill building to knit this sweater. The designer in the description says that the front of the sweater has double knit front edges, which I always love on sweaters that have been double knit in the front on the edge. You also knit a zipper facing to sew in the zipper. And the designer does label the pattern as difficult and says that it's for experienced knitters. So it kind of looks like it would be very fun to knit because <laughs> there's, like I said, there's a lot going on here. But it's a lot of work. I really wish I could see the pattern and study the schematic before I purchased it. This is one of those instances that if if I could perch if I could see the pattern retail, I would have a higher level of confidence. Oh, you know, yeah. like if we were at a store purchasing a pattern or if the pattern were in a book, then I would get to study the schematic, look at it. So that's kind of the downside of digital sales because I don't get to be tempted by seeing the the details of the pattern. And because you're more technically oriented than I am, I just like pretty pictures. <laughs> Well, it's the reason I'm hesitant is because it is a big sweater. It is now it's called the zipper jacket because it is, like I said, it's tunic length. It's got a big, deep V in the front that leads to the zipper. It's oversized. It's got the big pockets. It's very, very cute in the photographs, and it's photographed really nicely. I'm a little bit afraid that I won't look as cute as the model does. <laughs> I get that. Wearing the big oversized sweater with her black boots and black pants tucked into the boots. It looks so cute, Gail. <laughs> You probably would look good with a look like that, actually. I don't know. It's like I said, it's one of those things. I, I'm going to think about it. It's a fairly new pattern. There are only 19 projects. I'm going to keep an eye on it. It's not something that I would take on for this fall or this winter, but perhaps another one. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I really like it. I'm attracted to it. But still have a few questions like i said because i i can't it's the schematic i i really want to see that schematic before i make a decision and if i if i maybe i i could ask the designer to share that information i don't know i've never done that so i don't know if a designer would or you know if they consider that too much yeah i don't know yeah you would think it well schematic isn't giving away any of the design and no I just want so, the measurements to to yeah. really know how oversized it is because I can see it of course on the model but measurements would be helpful yeah. <laughs> well and a lot of designers are starting to do that by putting the schematic as a picture I have seen on that the pattern yes page, yeah. I have seen that so maybe she would do that for you yeah 
so it, I should ask. But yeah. it is called Zipper Jacket, and the designer is Petite Knit. What are you stocking, Gail? Well, I started stocking a category about a week ago. I decided that with all of my voluminous joggers that I wear, which are basically glorified sweatpants, and skirts, which are usually full skirt, most of my sweaters don't work with those because most of my sweaters have a lot of positive ease and it just makes me look like one giant tube of fabric (laughs) from knitting down to whatever the bottoms are. So I started thinking about it and I thought, I wonder if I should try to knit a cropped sweater. And I don't mean super, super cropped. I mean cropped to my natural waist, which is super short compared to most Mm -hmm. people. Like if I knit a cropped sweater and you wore it, you'd probably feel uncomfortable. But I've been stocking shirts and sweaters, tops and sweaters with that idea in mind. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I can visualize myself wearing it. When it came to actually doing it, I don't know if I would do it or not. And I'm tempted to buy one of the cropped sweatshirts that's popular right now as a test. Just to try it. Yeah. Exactly. But those are usually pretty full, like positive ease. So it wouldn't give me, I don't think, the look that that I have in my head. So I'm thinking something that's more fitted on top where... I would want to draw attention to my body and then let the joggers do the rest. (laughs) (laughs) So there were two that came to the top of my list. The first one is called the Mount Pleasant and it's by Megan Nodecker and our friend Erin, Erin B on Ravelry. She's knit two of them and she did style them just as I'm describing. So with jeans or with a skirt and they look really cute. So I'm thinking I might be able to, to do it if I was brave enough to actually wear it. So the Mount Pleasant is a fingering weight sweater that has a beautiful lace hem and it has kind of cap sleeves, but it's almost, it looks like from the pictures that it would be a drop shoulder or drop sleeve. So basically you just knit the sweater and then separate for the sleeves and then do a three needle bind off at the top. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a bottom up sweater, which aren't usually my favorites. And that would be kind of tricky to do if I wanted to hit the precise length of my waist because bottom up is kind of trickier to try on in my experience, but I'm sure I could make it work. Mm -hmm. And it's really pretty. It's a really pretty sweater. And I know I want to knit the sample. I'm going to call it a sample for myself. (laughs) It's like a muslin for sewers, I guess. I want to do it in fingering weight because that's the weight I wear the most and maybe short sleeve, even though I don't typically wear short sleeve sweaters because they, they're too warm for me. If I'm going to go for something short sleeved, I don't usually want knit fabric, but I think for just a test run, yeah, doing cap sleeves would work yeah. and I could always wear a long sleeve shirt under it mm-hmm. if I wanted to yes. in the winter. Yeah, that would be cute. Yeah. And it doesn't take as much yarn. Right. <laughs> Cropped length. No sleeves, a lot less yarn. So Mount Pleasant was one of the options. And then the other one I really like is called the Koi Tea, as in the fish. And it's by Ginkgo B. And this one is top-down, raglan shaping. And it has a little split hem at the bottom. And that style 
I think is more something I would wear, but I really like the lace hem on the Mount Pleasant. So I don't know if maybe I'll do a combination of the two yeah. or I don't know. It's brewing in my head. So I yeah. don't know what I'll end up doing. Keep thinking. But about I all Exactly. And I have two odd quantities of yarn, not odd, bad, but odd, like you couldn't knit a whole sweater. With I them. understand. <laughs> exactly. So I have yarn to do it. And I think I have the will and desire to do it. <laughs> so we'll just see if I follow through because it's Again, something I don't know if I'd actually wear it. So we'll see where I go with that. Oh, I'm excited for you to try a summer sweater. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All the summer sweaters I've ever knit before, I've given away because yeah. I just don't wear them. Yeah. But was that because I didn't have the right outfit for, right. for them? Or I don't know. Was it just so not we'll the see. perfect summer sweater? <laughs> exactly. And we'll see. And then the other thing I'm stocking is absolutely beautiful. Charlene pointed it out to me yesterday after I'd already noticed it. Our friend Maureen, expat two on Ravelry, pinged me in the Ravelry group saying, Gail, you're going to love this. It's called Ireland's Eye, and it's by Jennifer Beale. And it is a work of art. It's a circular sweater knit in fingering weight yarn. And how do you describe this? It has stripes of cables that are a Celtic design striped with a colored, in this case, it's green. So thus the name Ireland's Eye. To me, that's just green. It's what it screams. And I'm not even going to try to describe it because I wouldn't do it justice, but it's stunning and it has pockets and the collar is giant because it's a circular construction and it's flattering on the people who have knit it and gasp. That's all I can say is like, wow, I would love to knit it, but I don't think it's something that I could wear practically around here very mm. often. So I most likely wouldn't knit it, but oh my gosh, is it beautiful. So that's Ireland's Eye by Jennifer Beale. Now that's interesting because I think I could say the same thing about the zipper jacket I was stalking too, that it might be too much jacket for me to wear most of the year around here. Certainly there are days where I could wear it, but it's 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 a hefty garment. Yeah, so, and like you said our opportunities to wear it are pretty slim. Yeah. yeah. So does it does it justify all the right. work <laughs> that would go into it? Probably not, even right. though they're beautiful garments. Yes, exactly. Yep. All right, so what have you been knitting? All right, well, I was swatching it last time, and I did, in fact, start my long summer cardigan by Hohilo Catelli. Ah, so exciting! Yes, I'm really excited about this one, although I have to say I am knitting things very, very slowly right now. I have been babysitting occasionally a kitten that has entered our household unexpectedly. My younger son, yes, he brought home a kitten. <laughs> With no warning. <laughs> With no warning. And kittens generally need kitten proofing or households generally need kitten proofing. We heard Gail talk about puppy proofing her uh -huh. house and my house was not kitten ready is not kitten friendly by a long shot. So there has been a lot of 
moving things around. And there's been a lot of discussion because the kitten has gone through stages where, no, the kitten is not staying. Then we were tentatively fostering the kitten. And now perhaps Sun says he will, in fact, take the kitten when he moves out. When this date (laughs) is going to come about, I don't know. No comment. So, because I have been having this kitten around in the evenings, it's been cutting into some of my knitting time. And it's not necessarily that I am constantly watching the kitten. It's just that sometimes you're knitting and out of nowhere, suddenly a kitten drops in on you. And (laughs) literally, literally drops in (laughs) on you. And then needles and yarn go flying everywhere and this kitten so far is a yarn grabber unlike oh no yeah unlike my other adult cats who really pretty much leave the yarn alone this one is a yarn grabber so So is Leroy yeah so Mm -hmm. it's been cutting into the knitting time but enough about the kitten back to the long summer cardigan so this one is a very long sweater coat. I am knitting it in a very light yarn. Now, the pattern does call for a fingering weight yarn, and I am using a yarn that is classified as a light fingering, I believe. It's my often used Holstgarn Coast, which is a combination of wool and cotton, and it is a very, very light yarn. Now, somebody asked me in one of our Zoom Saturdays if I was concerned about the lightness of the yarn being almost too light and if I thought the sweater would be too fly away, sort of, Mm -hmm. or maybe wouldn't lay properly, lay flat enough, that kind of thing. And I, I kind of thought about that, but... When I make shorter sweaters, for example, I've never had that problem. So I think with a longer sweater, there's even going to be more weight. So it's going to, it's, I think it's going to lay properly. Now, the big difference between the yarn that I'm using and the yarn that Hohe used for her sample is the silk content because Hohe used a yarn that has some silk content that she states very clearly in the pattern grows in length with blocking. So when I knit my sweater, I have to take that into consideration. So there's only been a couple places in the pattern that say, for example, knit to, I don't know, five inches or whatever. So I'm just knitting a little bit longer when the pattern states to knit to five inches or whatever. I'm going a little bit longer so that everything will hopefully work out in the end in terms of length. Most of what I have knit so far seems fine. And then the pattern or the sweater length itself It's top down, so I can knit it pretty much to any length. The sweater does have a stripe and two color 
pattern in there so that it's got stripes and it's got some striped texture as well. So the nice thing about that is when I look at Hohe's sample, I can see exactly how many stripes she's done and I can compare it to what I have done and see how my length compares to the sweater length that she has. I don't anticipate making my sweater quite as long as her sample is anyway. So I don't think the fact that her sample grows in length is going to impact my knitting choices in terms of how long to make things that much because oftentimes by the time I get to the length I go my own way anyway. So that is Long Summer Cardigan by Hohilo Catelli. The other thing on my needles is still my O'Reed sweater by Meiju KP. I have put this sweater back on the needles and I need to consider the length. I'm still about, I'm still basically in the same place that I was last episode. I still need to figure out how long to make it. And this is classically where I stall out on projects. When I have to come to the length decision, the length of the sleeves, when I have to stop and try something on. Exactly. Classic spot for me to stall out because then it means the knitting must stop (laughs) and I have to do something else. So... A decision has to be made, and that sweater is waiting in the wings. And then I started another hat for donation as well. I met some friends to knit in the park one afternoon, and I needed something easy that I could knit while talking. So another hat for donation. I renumbered all of my hats on Ravelry so that I could see exactly how many I've made this year. And Ooh, good idea. Yeah, and I have made eight so far. The one that I cast on is my ninth. So I'm right on track for one hat a month. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well done. I'm very happy about that. So that is what I have been working on. What are you knitting, Gail? Well, before I start my list of whips, I'm so excited about your long summer cardigan. I have not cast mine on yet because I told myself I must finish my current sweater whip before I cast on another. But I was pondering the whole length issue because like you said, Ho, he says very clearly, my sweater yarn had silk, so it's it grew a lot mm-hmm. in blocking and I'm using... Miss Babs Katahdin 100% BFL, which is not going to grow. It's right. not stretchy like silk at all. So I'm going to follow your lead a little bit on going longer for the armholes mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, it's not too... I don't think it... So far, I haven't really seen any complications from it. I think it'll be fine. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So you're my guinea pig. <laughs> so I am knitting right now two hats for the Hats for Sailors donations. And I'm knitting two because one of them is color work, which I didn't want to work on while we recorded. So the color work one is called the Boreal Forest Hat. And it's by Renee Callahan. It was in one of Helen Stewart's Knit Bent collections. Renee joined her and they did a combined 
Knitvent that year, where both of them designed patterns in the Knitvent collection. And the Knitvent collection is a series of patterns that Helen Stewart does every year that leads up to the Christmas holidays and winter holidays. The Boreal Forest hat is a beautiful colorwork hat, and there was a matching cowl in the Knitvent collection as well. And I've had that hat on my radar since it came out and never knit it. And I thought, well, this is a good opportunity. It's a three color hat. It has one color in the brim that goes up into the first section of color work. The second color is added then and goes up and then the third color comes in and the, the original color drops. So you're only ever using two colors at a time, even though it's a three color hat. And it's just a beautiful color work pattern. So that's the Boreal Forest hat. I'm using Malabrigo Rios and Madeline Tosh vintage scraps for that. I'm 99% sure. Oh, and I'm using my candy skein worsted in the honey color, which I used for Max's sweater. And I've, I still have so much of that yarn left from this sweater that it's going to create, it's going to be in a lot of scrap hats. So that is hat number four that I'm working on. Hat number five, I just cast on before we started recording. And this is Hunter Hammerson's pelagic hat, which I talked about last episode. I was stocking it. It is two colors because one of the colors goes in vertical lines up the hat by dip stitches. So you knit the third stitch down on oh, the needle yeah. kind of thing yeah. in a contrasting color. I like so those. I'm using, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using Liberty Wool, which is a color changing yarn. And I'm going to use the, I should say the colors, the colors in this Liberty Wool are pink, it goes from a light pink to a dark pink, and then it goes into greens, and then into yellows, and then it starts over again. And I'm going to use, again, the Candy Skein Worsted Honey, which is a gold, as the contrast color in this one. So that's Pelagic by Hunter Hammerson. So two hats on the needles. And I'm continuing to work on my hoodie shawl cardigan by Suzanne Summer. And I've finished most of the body. The next step on the body is to pick up stitches all the way around the entire edge of the sweater, including the hood. And I went to do that on Sunday and realized I don't have enough needles in the right size oh. to pick up that many stitches. What size needle are you using? I needed a two and a half, I think. Oh, so you don't, so, do you have a two and a half interchangeable? I did not, mm. but I do now. Oh. <laughs> I put in an order for Handsome Fibers. I decided to get the two and a half, US two and a half, which I think is three millimeter, and then the next size up as well, because I didn't have those as interchangeable tips either. And Knitter's Pride makes their ginger tip in those sizes. Yeah. A lot of companies don't make them yeah, that small. Exactly. And we I have my ginger kit that they gave us to try out, which is one of my favorite sets of interchangeables. So those tips now are available. But in the meantime, I started the first sleeve. So the first sleeve is about three quarters of the way finished. And I changed up the pattern a little bit. Her color sequence, you start in a shawl triangular part of the upper back of the sweater, and then you pick up with a third color and knit the rest of the body. And then you go back to one of the, the original colors. Well, in her pattern, she says to use just one color for the bottom part of the sweater, but I decided to stripe it just like the top part of the sweater. So I'm going off pattern a little bit, doing my own thing. 
and the sleeves also the way she designed them I'm doing them differently I'm doing them to be more symmetrically matched to the sweater body so I'm having fun with that well I'm, that's not true I don't have fun dink sleeves <laughs> that's not true <laughs> I'm having fun knowing that the sweater will be done soon because the first sleeve is getting close yes, to completion. That's a true statement. <laughs> so that's getting really close. I'm hoping by our next recording, I will have finished this one and cast on the long summer cardigan. But I also have been working on my calico shawl again, finally. That one kind of got set to the side for a while. That's the planned or arranged pooling design by Dawn Baker. And I worked on that on my trip to Spokane quite a bit because it's a very compact project. It's very small in the amount of yarn you carry and the needles, and it fits into a very small project bag, which you can then put into many other bags. So Charlene and I are bag people. We like bags inside of bags inside of bags. <laughs> yes, we and do. This one, yes, this one is perfect for that. And it was a great reaction when I showed it to Alex she said, oh, those look like little purple flowers. And I said, yes, that's exactly what it's supposed to look awesome. like. Awesome. So it's a beautiful, beautiful project. I've really enjoyed the knitting on it. It doesn't go quickly because each time you come to the color section where you do the planned pooling stitch, it's a cluster stitch, which requires a lot of manipulation. So it's not as quick as it, you know, a normal stockinette mm -hmm. shawl or garter stitch shawl. You're just cruising along. Well, this one, you have to stop and do a cluster and then you cruise and then you stop and do a cluster yeah. and then you cruise. So it's not growing quickly, but it's beautiful. So again, that's the Calico Shawl by Dawn Baker. That's what I've been knitting. We would like to thank Fix-A-Stitch for sponsoring us this month. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix-A-Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights. A lace weight tool is sold separately. It's even bright pink, which makes it easy to find in your purse or project bag. Fix-A-Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. More information is available at www.fixastitch.com. Thank you very much, Fix-A-Stitch. Yes, thank you. All right, have you finished anything since the last episode? Let's see. I have. So I mentioned that I was counting. I, I numbered my hats for this year. So I finished my eighth hat for donation, which was knit in leftover Western Sky Knits DK Rock Girl. And I have to mention oh, that nice. because it's one of my favorite colorways ever. And every time I wear this mostly gray tonal yarn with pink speckles, pink, and sometimes they kind of lean towards purplish because when they mix in with the gray, they look a little purpley. Every time I wear this colorway, I get comments and compliments. Everybody seems to love this colorway. So, rock girl. I had to mention it. I love nice. it. <laughs> I love it too. I've never knit with it though. And I have decided after making this hat that I just need to break down and get another sweater's quantity of it because I used it to knit. I can't. Oh, flam. I used it to knit my oh. flam. And I need to try try it in a fingering weight and make a fingering weight sweater. 
The second thing I have finished is a big finish. It's my leaf bird. Yay! <laughs> I can't wait to see it. So I'm still trying to decide if it's a big yay or not, though. I got to uh -oh. be honest. I really do love this sweater and I love the design. But after speaking to two knitters who have made this sweater, and both of them have said that theirs was a little bit shorter than they would have liked. Why is mine like huge long? Oh, I cannot really? figure. Mine has just stretched and grown already. And I'm so surprised to hear that. I cannot figure out why it has grown so much except for I know that I know that this happens sometimes with my knitting and because the body of the sweater is knit sideways you knit side to side so my stitches my stitch gauge has stretched I don't know I'm I I love it and I think it's beautiful, but I think it's not as delicate as oh. it looks in the photograph because it's so tiny and light and airy in the photographs and mine is big. So interesting. I have a plan to wash it again and I think I might try tossing it in the dryer for a couple of minutes and Good. seeing if the yarn snaps back into place we'll see my fingers are crossed for you because that's i expected to hear you say it's too short on you also i'm very surprised I, exactly exactly so i'm gonna try this i'm yeah yeah i'm perplexed by the whole thing it, it's one of those situations where I just, I can only laugh and say, yes, yeah, sometimes swatches lie. And yeah. I know that purists say, no, swatches don't lie. But <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. And, you know, you can say that it's perhaps my fault because maybe when I made my swatch with this lace weight yarn, I should have weighed it down more so that I had the whole weight of the sweater on it and my swatch would stretch. I don't know. I don't know. That's the same argument you could make with any weight yarn, though. Yes, Because exactly. Yeah, it's holding up its own weight. So yes. lace weight shouldn't be any different from any other it, weight yarn in that regard. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll see. The, the story of this one will continue. Okay. <laughs> to be continued. So okay. Leaf Bird, to be continued. Because I still love the garment itself. Good. And I think it's beautiful. And I love the colors that I've used. I made mine in a, a plummy maroon with a bright pink leaf shape. And I definitely think it's promising because it's so light and airy that it will be nice to wear if I can shrink it down a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. So I that have is faith in your bird. abilities. <laughs> Thank you. So have you finished anything? 
I did. I finished a couple of hats for sailors. I finished my second stash busting helix hat, which is a pattern, free pattern on Revelry by Jessica Rose. And that one I did purple as the main color and then some of the candy skein worsted in gold and some other Malabrigo Rios as the alternating colors in the helix. Such a fun hat to knit. I really enjoy it. And I also finished another June hat by Megan Kelly. That's part of the Kelborn Woolens Year of Hats collection. I think I've knit it twice before and it's a really fun knit. And I used two colors of Madeline Tosh Tosh Vintage in that one. So I'm working down my Superwash 100% wool worsted weight scraps slowly. <laughs> I keep thinking, oh, this hat will use up all of this color. And then it's just still, there's still like some left. And I keep thinking, well, I have to at least use a stripe in that color because I can't just throw it away. So I think at the end of all of these hats, I'll have like a little bit of a lot of different colors and I'm just going to make a crazy striped hat. There are some skeins that just never go away. Isn't it true? Uh, it's like endless how it defies gain. logic. Yes. Yep. Endless, endless gain. I know. I know that feeling. <laughs> yep. I'm in that with the candy skein worsted. I'm certain I had more than one skein left over, even though they were separated into separate balls. Yeah. And I had, I did a huge swatch for that sweater for Max. And that's what I knit the last hat. I just knit straight from that giant swatch. So <laughs> it didn't even touch the balls left over in my scraps. Oh my gosh. So. That's how much of that is left that yeah. will never end. But it's a great wow. contrast color. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sad about it. Okay. All right. So we wanted to talk a little bit more about knitting exceptionals. Or not even just knitting exceptionals, but exceptionals in general. Yeah. We were just kind of curious. Who else do you, our listeners, think is a knitting exceptional? And even do you find this topic interesting at all? Because Gail and I noticed that we didn't get a lot of conversation about Cat Morty or about Knitting Exceptionals. And maybe it's because we didn't ask a question. Or is it because Cat Morty isn't interesting? Or is it because we said everything there is to say about Cat Morty? <laughs> or is it also, I noticed that our group is quiet in general right now. Yes. And it's a summertime phenomenon also. So yes. that could be part of it. But I we have... don't want to talk about something that's boring you guys. Right. So. Exactly. So I, I had that same thought, but I, I, we just want to know if there is anyone that you, our listeners, think is any a knitting exceptional. And also, I have a feeling that there may be other qualities that make someone an exceptional rather than simply the textbook definition that I read last week. And I'm wondering what other qualities you, our lovely listeners, think are possessed by a knitting exceptional. And it doesn't have to be just knitting. It could be dyeing. It could be... Crafting. Exactly. Yeah. Any type of crafting that... Yeah. It, would be entertaining to all of us who are listening. Yeah. And since we asked you about knitting exceptionals, we have another question. Have you ever made a Jessica Jones cowl? Have you crocheted a Pokeball? Perhaps that Wonder Woman shawl that you started is still in a project bag. 
Have you ever looked for a pattern that you saw on Outlander or Sherlock Holmes or Doctor Who? If you have ever knit a Jane hat, you too may be a pop culture knitter. So Gail and I are working on an upcoming series linking pop culture and crafting. Why do these two go together so well? In preparation, we'd love to hear your pop culture lures, your fandom, and how you make it intersect with your love of crafts. And we'll start a thread in the Ravelry group for you to share your pop culture loves. And I keep thinking Tale of Two Cities being the best example, but that's not pop culture anymore. That's <laughs> classic literature. That's Charles Dickens. But to me, it's part of the same overall topic. Yes. Places yeah. that you see knitting that make you excited because, oh my gosh, they're talking about knitting. Right. Several of the books I've read recently that are popular culture books uh -huh. have mentioned knitting and I'm like yes every time <laughs> <laughs> but I have noticed yes there are so many places where fandom and crafting intersect and Olympics I, 2021 yeah. with Tom Daly yeah and yeah. I want to hear more I want to hear your stories and I don't know how long of a series it will be. Gail and I are putting this together. We'll see what we come up with and hopefully have some fun with it. Yeah, it'll be fun to be talking about almost like a crowdsourced yes. topic where yes. we're, we're involving <laughs> you guys because we'll be talking about the stories that you bring us to because, yeah. of course, I don't watch every popular new show or see every popular new movie. Right. So they're probably knitting in all sorts of places I don't know about exactly. because I'm not cool like that. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> So, yep. So we'll start a thread. We will. Yep. And, and if you cannot use Ravelry, go ahead and comment on the Facebook entry for this episode, and we will for sure see your comments. Ooh, and you and I should both put something on Instagram. Oh, yes. Listeners Good on idea. Instagram. Yeah, yes. we'll, each Good of idea. us will do something in our Instagram feed to get feedback that way, too. So Sounds awesome. good. Okay. And speaking of our Instagram listeners, our Colors of Fall Knit Along is going very well. And a lot of you are using the hashtag, which is, Charlene, you're the queen of hashtags. Colors of Fall hashtags are COFKAL2021, COFKAL, hashtag Yarniacs, hashtag Yarniacs podcast. See, the only one I ever remember to use is just hashtag Yarniacs because it's pretty straightforward, <laughs> so I can't mess that one up. But we've had already 26 finished objects in the finished objects thread, which, remember, means that you've styled your finished object into a fall outfit. We've had lots of socks modeled or styled with their outfits, which is really cool. And lots of hats styled, even one styled on the recipient, which was pretty cool. Thank you, Brenda, <laughs> for that one. And one of my favorites so far is really cool. Adrian, who is classic age, test knit a design called the Sun and Moon Fade. It's a sweater that has basically the sun on one side centered on the body and the moon centered on the back of the body. 
fading out into colors from there. It's gorgeous. It's very, very unique, cool. very different, and very, very cool. <laughs> so that one, I just was awestruck. I thought, wow, how do you even knit that? I think you'd have to start in the center of the circle and knit out and then maybe pick up stitches around it. I don't know how you do it, but it's really cool. It's a really cool sweater. Beautiful work, Adrian, And beautiful work, everyone. So the planning thread is where you can chat. And that's very, we have a very chatty group as usual, but it's been a little <laughs> slow for the month of August. I think this is the month of vacations, which is great. And back to school. A lot of folks oh, are going right. back to school this month and this week specifically, because I know our local schools have gone back to school today, yeah, which, I think. Yeah. And yesterday, crazy. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of August. To me, that's so It unusual. seems well, it's way not too the early. I agree. Yeah. So yes, back to school, vacations, all sorts of things happen in August. So not as much chatter there as usual, but still a lot of chatter, a lot of awesome work in, project, work in progress pictures yarn ideas that people are considering, things like that. Really pretty stuff. And then the FO thread where your styled pictures go and everybody gets one post, please. And if you knit more than one thing, just add it to your post. You can do that at any time. And I think our friend Carol already has, I think, four different things that she's finished. So pretty cool. Lovely. (laughs) Beautiful stuff. Awesome. Just gorgeous knitting. You guys are so talented. Yes. Really Truly talented. Mm-hmm. We have so the best we listeners. We do. We all, of course, we have the best listeners, the best commenters, the best everything. Yes. I believe that 100%. I do too. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And we look forward to your comments on both exceptionals and knitting and pop culture. And happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniac's Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.